Hey there, and welcome to the Box Office Watts Podcast, where we keep watch on how much money movies are making and why. This is the show recapping the weekend of June 17th through the 8th through the 19th, 2022. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Funny Father's Day out there. Happy belated Father's Day. Now, 2022 has been a pretty good year for the box office so far, all things considered. Um, sir, there have been some stickers out there, right? Moonfall, Death on the Nile, Morbius, Secrets of Dumbledore. But for the most part, we all kind of knew those were all going to disappoint from the get-go. On the flip side, there have been a bunch of pleasant surprises financially out there. Scream, Jackass Forever, Uncharted, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, RRR, The Lost City, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and of course, Top Gun Maverick. Um, and that's on top of expected hits like Batman, Sonic 2, and Jurassic World. Even Doctor Strange 2, which, you know, was maybe a little bit of a disappointment in terms of, you know, what people thought it would make, uh, still is going to make nearly a billion dollars worldwide. So hard to call that a disappointment. However, this week, I think we may have our first true miss of the year with Lightyear. The latest entry from Pixar, and the first uh, of theirs to release in theaters since early 2020 with Onwards, uh, Lightyear did not even open at number one this past weekend, coming in at number two uh, with $50 million over the three-day weekend. Um, that's in 4,255 theaters, so a per theater average of about $11,887. Now, you know, there is a new federal holiday, Juneteenth, um, so if you include those numbers, it made about $57 million over the four days, um, and globally, it added another $34 million overseas, putting it at about $91 million worldwide. Now, that's not the smallest opening Pixar has ever had. Ratatouille ended up with $47 million in 2007, The Good Dinosaur, $39 million over the Thanksgiving weekend of 2015, uh, Onward, $39 million in the two weeks it had, um, you know, two weeks before the pandemic hit, and of course, the original Toy Story actually only opened to $29 million back in 1995, uh, and Bugs Life to only $33 million in 1998 Thanksgiving. That being said, I think all eyes were on this kind of in-universe solo-style spin-off of Buzz Lightyear voiced by Chris Evans. Uh, many people, many people, including myself, thought it would be a $100 million opener, right? Um, you know, there's the Pixar branding behind it, and, you know, given that, you know, people have been wanting to see Pixar films in theaters with Soul, Luca, and Turning Red being Disney Plus exclusives over the pandemic, um, you know, maybe people were clamoring, people were thinking, hey, you know, Pixar brand is a big name that everyone's going to know as opposed to an original film. Maybe pe people will get into this. On the other side, though, I think the fact that Pixar has started to becoming kind of uh, consumers have been conditioned to expecting Pixar films to coming out on Disney Plus may have been part of the reason why you know it didn't really end up getting get hitting off, right? Um, maybe people are starting to think of Pixar as streaming only fair, which I think would be a, a bit of a shame in my opinion. Um, I just kind of hope that this misstep from Lightyear doesn't mean that Pixar is going to be Disney Plus only moving forward, though knowing Bob Chapek, that may be the wrong thing he takes away from this. Uh, anyway, currently, Lightyear sits at 76% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 85% from audiences. Still certified fresh, though it is in the bottom five of all Pixar films by critics, out of only the Cars franchise and The Good Dinosaur. It's right in the middle, though, of audience scores, mostly alongside other non-Toy non Story sequels, such as Incredibles 2, Finding Dory, and Monsters University. Over on Metacritic, though, it is the third lowest ranked film from Pixar with a score of 60 uh, when the average Pixar film is about 79 or so. Um, it's ahead of only the two car sequels, but it actually even has the lowest uh, user score on there with 4.7 out of 10. Now, over on Cinema Score, it did score an A minus, though for Pixar film, that is pretty low. It's actually the bottom three, tied with Cars 2 and onward. 
So where did things go wrong with Lightyear? Coming in well below the box office post forecast of $84 million as of Friday. Now, I haven't seen the film myself, so I can't really say as far as content what it was, but my speculation from what I've been reading, um, and no, I don't think it's like the, the whole being woke thing, but I think it the fact that this film is kind of, like I, like I mentioned, a little bit of a solo style spinoff, right? It's kind of, oh, the origin of this one beloved character, um, and so there are all these nods and winks to what would eventually become the, the toy character of Buzz Lightyear, but that wasn't really what people loved about Toy Story in the first place, right? The whole concept of toys coming to life the, oh, and having a lovable cast of toys, Potato Head, Slinky, Rex, not to mention Woody and Buzz and Bo Peep and so on. So, you know, this is like a side story more than a true sequel, uh, you know, as, as Toy Story 5 might be. Um, and so that make, make, makes that it's maybe there's less urgency for people to see it uh, off the bat in, in theaters. According to the deadline, uh, Like You had a 61% definite recommend from people polled leaving the, uh, leaving the film, while Toy Story 4 had a 75% must definite recommend. Adding that Lightyear, you know, by virtue of its content, is a little bit probably more guy-skewed uh, among kids um, as opposed to Toy Story 4, which is more evenly split between boys and girls. And also given that, you know, Jurassic World Dominion is holding on to most of the premium large format screens this weekend, um, which for an audience right now who people are wanting to go to the theater for spectacle and they want to want to see things on the biggest screen possible, Lightyear just wasn't what people were looking for right now. Now, I think believe Lightyear is going to get some uh, big format screens later this, this coming weekend, but my be a little bit too late. So where does Lightyear land, you know, at the end of its run when all sort of said and done? Well, I may have missed on thinking it would be one of the 100 million openers this year, but unless something catastrophic happens, it's it's definitely going to make 100 million domestic. Um, I think I mentioned in one of the earliest episodes of this podcast um, that, you know, animated films tend to have a little bit longer legs. There were fewer animated films coming out uh, than, than other films, um, and so, you know, they had to play in theaters for a lot longer, especially, you know, over the summer as, as parents need something for their kids to do. Uh, generally, though, Pixar films have a multiplier of about 3.5x, um, you know, at least those that come out in summer. Um, you know, going back over the last 10 years, Toy Story 4, 3.59, uh, Incredibles 2, 3.33, Finding Dory, 3.6, Inside Out, 3.94, Monsters University, 3.25, and Brave, 3.58. But those all had much higher reviews than, than Lightyear like has here. Uh, back in 2017, Cars 3 had only a 2.85x multiplier, and Cars 3 had a 2.89x. So, you know, between the lower the lower uh, reviews going on in here and some more competition uh, coming out in a couple of weeks with Minions 2 coming out, um, I would say, you know, the 2.85x multiplier for Cars uh, uh, 3, which is the lowest uh, of the of all Pixar films that I, that I can think of, um, would put Lightyear at 100, about $140 million domestically or so. Call it, you know, 40% domestic and 60% international, that puts it about $355 million worldwide. Um, that would be the lo- the lowest grossing non-pandemic impacted P- Pixar film aside from The Good Dinosaur, which made $123 million domestic and $333 million worldwide. Um, and it's, again, and this, again, this would be the second lowest, uh, Lightyear would be the second lowest film in their entire catalog with these numbers. Um, and again, that would be pretty far below the uh, hypothetical break-even point of a $200 million production budget as most uh, Pixar films tend to do, though some of that is offset by Pixar film technology being used for other VFX uh, in, in the rest of the Disney company. 
Um, again, you know, Cars 3 in 2017 was followed about uh, two weeks later uh, by Despicable Me 3 coming out. Uh, so that's pretty much mirroring how Minions Rise of Goo is coming out in two weeks from now. So yeah, I think 2.85 is probably where people are saying it's going to be. Some people are saying, you know, 125 max for, for, for uh, Lightyear. I think that might be a little bit low, you know, kind of like how people thought that um, Doctor Strange was going to be a lot lower. So um, then, then it actually is going to end up being. So I think, yeah, this is still definitely, um, you know, maybe 140 million domestic, but uh, not much more than that, I think. Now, looking at the rest of the box office, our king this weekend, uh, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex, so to speak, was a repeat of Jurassic World Dominion, $59.1 million in 4,597 theaters. It's a fairly steep drop-off from the three-day weekend prior, 59%, uh, in 4,697 theaters per theater average of 12 thousand five hundred ninety three dollars running domestic total is now 250.2 million though another 8 million on monday puts it at 258 uh, domestic um, another 375 overseas puts its worldwide total at 634 million worldwide already the fourth highest grossing film of the year it's been behaving remarkably similar similar to jurassic world fallen kingdom it made only 1 million less this weekend than fallen kingdom made in its second weekend though um with having lower weekday numbers uh for dominion it's about 15 million behind uh, the same point in time for Fallen Kingdom. Um, Fallen Kingdom ended up making 471 million domestic and 1.3 billion worldwide, which bodes well for Jurassic World Dominion to make at least, you know, I'd say four fifth, like maybe call it 400 million at the very least um, domestic, and you know, I think a million, a billion dollar domestic, a billion dollar worldwide, even with China a little bit minimized. Uh, so far, China has made 92 million for Dominion versus 261 million by the end of its run for Fallen Kingdom. So definitely still. A little bit of ways to go to get there. In number three, Top Gun Maverick has the most absurd of drops, with only a 14, 1-4% drop in its third weekend, the 44.6 million in 4,035 theaters, putting its per theater average to $11,067, domestic total of 466 million as of Sunday, 474 million as of Monday. Uh, with another 419 million overseas, it now sits at 893 million worldwide, so it should also cross into the $900 million club uh, sometime, I believe actually as of recording this um, on Tuesday it's, it's crossed that number um, this one clearly played well for the dads on Father's Day as a very dad movie I would know I actually visited my folks down in Florida uh, for Father's Day weekend and you know the first thing we did when I arrived on Friday was go see Top Gun Maverick with my dad um, but in any case you know I think Top Gun making more than 40 million in its third weekend is actually worth calling out um, only the only film to do to make more on its third weekend is Avatar uh, with 50 $50.3 million, uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens made $42.4 million, and Black Panther at $40.8 million are the only other ones to make more than $40 million. So again, that's purely off of word of mouth, as IMAX screens, again, are all with Jurassic World this weekend, though aside from uh, like you're getting some this coming weekend, looks like Regal might have a select number coming back uh, this Friday. Now, at this point, I think it's basically locked to hit a billion dollars, uh, if not this weekend, uh, the very next weekend, which appropriately enough will be July 4th. Uh, speaking of fourth, the fourth place of this weekend goes to Doctor Strange. A pretty solid drop, 15% in week seven, 4.4 million this weekend in 2,465 theaters, per theater average of 1,805, and a running domestic total of 405 million as of Sunday, 942 million worldwide. Uh, with Doctor Strange coming to Disney Plus, uh, the, I believe the day this episode comes out on the 22nd, it likely won't gain a lot more, but as I mentioned earlier, even if it wasn't a billion dollar film, it made bank. 
definitely broke even and is, again, currently the highest grossing film of the world so far this year, at least until Top Gun overtakes it. Uh, rounding out the top five, Bob's Burger dropped another 52% to $1.1 million, mostly due to losing half of its theaters in its fourth weekend. The purchase average of $8.69 this weekend was only marginally less than $9.47 last weekend. Uh, so far, it's made $30 million for the box office domestic, $32 million overseas. Probably not going to make too much more than that um, as it continues to lose theaters. Outside of the top five, the bad guys, as predicted, dropped fairly steeply due to competition in the animated film from Lightyear, making only a million dollars, down 60% uh, after fairly low drops in the 20s for several weeks now. The last 900 theaters uh, sitting at 94 million uh, domestic. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once dropped only 28% uh, in seventh place, per the average actually going up from 900 last weekend to about 1380 this weekend, um, and it, it lost 750 theaters, currently six, sitting at 65 million or so all told um, and finally the Northman ended its production run at its run at uh, 34.2 million against its 90 million budget definitely one of the uh, flops of this year if not from 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 quality at the very least from financially uh, overall total box office this weekend was 164 million dollars compared to the same weekend in 2019 which is when Toy Story 4 came out uh, that one was 203 million so a bit behind there you know due to um, the light years on underperformance um, that being said um, this weekend is notable as it is actually I believe the first weekend since June 2013 uh, when Monsters U came out uh, the same weekend I guess Pixar really likes that particular weekend um, that three films made at least 40 million dollars at the box office so I think, you know, we're, we're well on our way to recovery at this point, um, post-COVID for sure. Um, this coming weekend, I think there are two new wide releases. Uh, thrill, the thriller film The Black Phone from Universal, directed by Scott Derrickson and starring Ethan Hawke, is forecasted to make uh, $14 to $19 million by box office pros. And then Baz Luhrmann's two-hour and 40-minute Elvis biopic starring Austin Butler and Tom Hanks from Warner Brothers uh, is forecast to make 31 to $46 million. Um, also worth noting, again, with Juneteenth being a new federal holiday, um, it looks like based on the numbers on Monday that uh, it's going to have a minimal impact on the box office moving forward as akin to Columbus Day or President's Day. Not everyone has this day off, um, whereas Memorial Day and Labor Day uh, seems to be you know, definitely better box office Mondays. Now, outside of the domestic box office news, uh, I actually don't have that much more to talk about, as most of this week's news is wrapped up in the above stuff about Lightyear disappointing, though seemingly has done well in Latin America, uh, and Top Gun and Jurassic World doing well otherwise. Uh, over in China specifically, Jurassic World made $23 million this weekend, with a running total of $92 million in Japan, while the next highest film made only $5.8 million, but still not too much more uh, going on there. Uh, there is also Cine Europe going on this week, which is an industry conference in Barcelona, kind of like um, kind of like CinemaCon here in the U.S., um, where all the big studios are there to talk about the upcoming slate of films. But you know that one just started. I don't think there's too much interesting going on there. So um, yeah, I think for once I'll I'll try to get this episode out earlier in the week uh, as opposed to waiting till Friday as I've been doing lately. Um, so with that, I think that's a wrap for this episode. Uh, Sumi ideas for those I should cover via email box office watch podcast com or on Twitter at bo watch podcast. Or so it's on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, subscribe, leave a review, or at the very least tell a friend any of that helps. Uh, consider supporting us on Patreon if you're feeling extra generous. Um, links to all that will be in our show notes. Uh, numbers used in the show come from dnumbers.com. Intro and outro music from Kevin MacLeod and then compotech.formuso.io. Editing production by Ninja Boy Media. Until next time, this has been the Box Office Watch Podcast. And remember, our watch goes on. Yeah.